welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm so happy and grateful that you're here, and I hope you all enjoyed last week's Uh, episode which was a guided meditation to feel safe grounded releasing fear again so I hope you enjoyed that one if you haven't listened to it you can take the time in the morning or in the evening or whenever you take a break during the day to do a meditation sitting up or laying down it's really strengthening and powerful and especially if you are new to meditation guided meditations are easy to start with and this week's episode is all about Reiki healing it's something that I've been writing and and, uh, talking about and I really wanted to share the the background and the history of Reiki with all of you which is actually a Japanese healing technique and I had the beautiful opportunity back in 2014 to meet my Reiki master and it was so beautifully synchronized because just a few weeks before I met her I had a morning where I woke up I had only heard about Reiki I didn't really know what it was I just knew it was a healing modality and I had I think I've never before that had received any type of healing but I woke up and I felt so drawn to Reiki all of a sudden it was calling me and I was living in Ireland back then and I just looked up online and I found a Reiki practitioner and exactly that day she was in the city which I lived in and I asked her to do a session with me and she just had one time slot I just went there straight away and I came out of the healing changed I felt like a veil had been lifted I was seeing differently I was hearing differently she did this beautiful healing for me so I straight away went and bought some books about Reiki And I had a planned trip to Japan a couple of weeks later. And on the plane, I started reading about Reiki and found out that it was actually from Japan. And I saw that as a huge sign that this was also going to be my path. So when I came to Japan, I immediately looked for a Reiki master and I found Yuko, which is today's guest. And I have been attuned to Reiki by her three different times. So I'm a Reiki level three practitioner and she's a Reiki master. And in this episode, she 
tells her story and her way into Reiki. I'm so blessed that I went to Japan and had my first Reiki attunement there. She then came to Sweden a couple of years later and I did my second attunement here. And last year I went back and I also visited the mount, mountain that the founder and master of Reiki was first introduced to this uh, modality. So Yuko Kubota is a Usui Reiki master and teacher and also kin- kinesiologist, which is based, who she's based in Tokyo. And uh, she had her um, attunement uh, actually in New York the first time. She would share her history about this. And uh, she then went back to Japan and continued her work there. And she resides in Tokyo, as I said, and she offers Reiki healing session classes, attunements and other healing sessions. And she also teaches uh, Reiki classes in other countries when she gets the opportunity. So really, this episode is all about Reiki. And I hope you can learn more to see if this is a healing modality that you need to try or that you feel called to practicing. If you have any questions, uh, just don't hesitate to contact Yuko or me about this. And I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, Yuko. Hello, Julie. Uh, hi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. I miss you so much. and I miss you too. Oh, it's been for a while. Almost a year. Yeah, less than yes. a year now. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so happy to uh, share uh, your work and everything with the listeners. And I always start the podcast just by asking how do you stay mindful and present in your life (laughs) so i yeah i just do regular like practices every day self-treatment or some meditation practices Mm. so i don't do anything special but Mm. just something anything that makes me feel happy Mm. and healthy Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. And yeah, I w- we, you and me, we met back in 2014. And yes. I had just had a beautiful experience uh, with Reiki right before I came to you. And uh, yes. it was it was so, so beautiful because I didn't know anything about Reiki up until... I had the Reiki treatment before coming to Japan. And um, and then when I came to Japan, it was just beautiful synchronicity. And we had, you had the first Reiki initiation with me as my Reiki master. And we've been doing it three times together now. So the last time was in Japan last year. And I'm so happy that you're here because 
many people that I connect with on Instagram, on Facebook are really interested in Reiki, like what it is and, and how it works. And also, I think many of, of the listeners don't know really uh, the roots of it. So we're going to get into all of that in this episode. And maybe you can start by sharing more about yourself with the listeners so they get to know you a little bit and how you got into Reiki as well. Okay, so when I found Reiki, it was more than 10 years ago. It was like 2007. And at the time I was living in New York. And then in my neighborhood, I coincidentally found my Reiki master. And, I, and then I didn't know anything about Reiki. And actually, I was very skeptical about things like this, spirituality or healing, energy. I didn't believe it. But without knowing anything, I had a chance to receive Reiki treatment from her. And it was really amazing that I could really feel the energy was flowing inside my body. And it was something that I had never experienced before. So I was really interested in it. And I decided to study Reiki with her. Mm. And then after a while, I completed all the levels until Reiki master teacher level. And then I came back to Japan. And Mm. in the beginning in Japan, I didn't practice Reiki so much. Because in Japan, actually, Reiki is not so popular compared mm. to some other countries, Western countries, mm. even though Reiki started in Japan. So people are quite skeptical here. Mm. So I didn't find so many people that I could offer Reiki treatments or attunements. So just once in a while, I offer sessions or treatments. Mm. But then after a while, yeah, I created my Reiki website, both in Japanese and English. Not because I wanted to start my business, but I just wanted to meet some like-minded people here. Mm. And then a lot of foreigners started contacting me because they couldn't find anybody who knows about Reiki in Japan. So my website was the only thing that they could find something about Reiki. So, yeah, I made a really nice Reiki community after a while. And then after a while, somehow I started attracting a lot of people. So now Reiki is my only thing. So I don't have to work for a company or anything. So since I found Reiki, my life completely changed and I used to be very stressed and tired because of my work it was really stressful but then I I started Reiki I'm more happy and people I encounter they are very nice positive people very polite respectful so yeah I'm very very happy now that I'm very blessed that I found Reiki in my life. Mm, yeah, 
it is a beautiful path that you took and and so many people that that are also learning from you and and also getting healing from you and it's uh it's a beautiful story how you actually went to the US and found more of your like roots to, uh, like like the Reiki roots also in the US so it's beautiful and maybe we can talk about just for people to understand where how Reiki all started maybe you want to talk about the history of Reiki yes to start with course. yeah yes so Reiki started in Japan in 1922 basically there was a man whose name is Mikao Usui Usui sensei mm-hmm. and he was in a mountain in Kyoto it's called Mount Kurama because at that time he was really struggling in his life. He was trying to find out the purpose of his life, why he was there, which direction he should go. And he was even practicing Zen in a Buddhist temple for about three years already at that time. But even his Zen practice didn't give him the answers he was looking for. So he didn't even care to die if he couldn't find the reason why he was there. So that's why he went to the mountain and started mm-hmm. meditating and fasting there. And then after 21 days in the mountain, fasting and meditating, all of a sudden he received powerful energy went through his body. And it was very powerful. So he almost fainted. And then mm-hmm. at that time, his instinct told him that the energy he received was Reiki. Mm-hmm. Actually, a long time ago in Japan, like several hundred years ago, I think, there was no formal practice of religion yet in Japan. Mm-hmm. And after a while, Buddhism came into Japan, and then Shintoism was officially developed. Mm-hmm. In, but before that, um, there was no religion. And for Japanese people, it was all about nature. And people believed in spirits in nature. And then people thought they needed to show their respect and gratitude for everything surrounding themselves, the spirits in nature. And spirits are everywhere, like na- all the natures, like oceans, mountains, trees, well, in- even inside of you, inside of me. Everything's about spirits. And then they thought they needed to show their respect for that. So that was the kind of idea about God for Japanese people. So God wasn't one particular person. Everything was like God for them to show their respect and gratitude. And then people called the spirits in nature lake. Mm. And then in 1922, in Mount Kurama, Usui sensei thought, the powerful energy he received was Reiki. And then he started developing how to use Reiki in his practice. That is called Usui Reiki Ryoho. So that was the beginning of Reiki practice. Mm. And then after he received Reiki in the mountain, in Mount Kurama, a lot of miracles started happening around him. For example, even after, right after he received Reiki in the mountain, on the way back from there, 
he fell down and he got injured. So he naturally placed his hands on it, and then Reiki energy started flowing and it treated his injury. And then also he went home and his wife was very sick there. Of course, Usui sensei disappeared more than 21 days, so she didn't know what was going on with him. They didn't have a mobile phone at the time. Mm -hmm. So she worried about him. And under the stress, she became really sick. So Usui sensei gave her hands-on healing. And Reiki energy started flowing, and she got recovered from her illness very quickly. So Usui sensei realized he could use Reiki to heal and help people. So he was very excited. Mm. And then next month, one month later, he moved to Tokyo and founded the Usui Reiki Ryoho Gakkai. It's a Usui Reiki healing society. And he started introducing Reiki to a lot of people. And it was going really well that a lot of people are interested in it. But then several months later, big earthquake hit in Tokyo and it destroyed everything. And mm. the timing was really bad because it happened around noon. So people were preparing lunch at the time. So the fire spread very quickly. So mm. everything was really destroyed and a lot of people died and a lot of people were suffering from the situation. So Usui Sensei tried to help and heal people who are devastated in the situation. So he became very busy. But it was working really well that like, he felt like he could really heal and help people. It's Reiki. Mm. So after a while, he started traveling around Japan, not only in Tokyo. And everywhere he went, he taught Reiki to the local people. And then Reiki spread very quickly that it is said he, he had over 3,000 students at that time. Mm. And then after a while, 21 students of him became Reiki masters. And one of the Reiki masters, his name is Chujiro Hayashi, Hayashi Sensei. Hayashi Sensei was a doctor. So he founded the Hayashi Reiki Clinic. And as a doctor, he started treating people using Reiki. And then after Usui Sensei died, Hayashi Sensei started teaching Usui Reiki instead of him. And then after that, there was a woman whose name is Hawaiyo Takata. Hawaiyo Takata is a Japanese American who was born and raised in Hawaii. And she was in Tokyo to meet Hayashi Sensei. Because she was very sick. She had incurable uh, illness. And first of all, she needed to take an operation. But right before she was going to take the operation, her instinct told her that she shouldn't take it. So she somehow followed her instinct very well. So she canceled the appointment. 
And instead of taking the operation, she was looking for some alternative healings that could help her situation. And then she was introduced to Hayashi Sensei. So she visited him in Tokyo and received some Reiki treatments from him. And then she became very healthy. So it was almost a miracle for her. So of course she was amazed and decided to study Reiki with Hayashi Sensei. And then after a while, she completed all the levels and she even volunteered for Hayashi Sensei's Reiki clinic for about one year to gain more experience. And then she went back to Hawaii. And then in the beginning, she just treated people around her, like family or close friends, relatives only. But later on, more people were interested in it. So she started teaching Reiki in Hawaii. And then Reiki spread very quickly over there. And then her students, her students, students, and everybody spread around the world. So that's why Reiki became internationally popular like now. Mm. So that, that's a brief history about it. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You're and welcome. It's, it's very, yeah, it's, it has a deep history and uh, it's become also uh, very popular. And also there's different uh, one would say styles of Reiki nowadays. So, uh, but maybe you can, do you have any, like, the, how do the different uh, styles of the healing uh, differ from each other? I'm, I'm not really sure because the, the, the practice that you have taught me is Usui Reiki. Yes. And, yeah. And how is it different from the other ones? Uh, yes, so basically Usui Reiki is divided into maybe like Usui Reiki and also traditional Reiki and Western Reiki, mm. briefly. And the difference between traditional Reiki and Western Reiki, basically Western Reiki is from Hawaii Takata, the Hawaiian woman. Mm. But what she studied was traditional Reiki because she was in Japan and she was under Hayashi Sensei and Hayashi Sensei was right under Usui Sensei. So mm. what she studied was traditional Reiki. But on the process that she needed to teach Reiki in Hawaii, she needed to make some changes because their mentality in Hawaii, mentality is a little different and also their regulation is different. So she needed to make some changes. For example, one of the biggest changes she made is hand positions. Mm. She created hand positions for Reiki treatments. But mm. traditionally, Japanese Reiki people didn't have any hand positions. They were very sensitive for energy and very intuitive. So they just feel the energy and they could find out where they place their hands on. So mm. Reiki treatment 
never be same depending on their situation or condition. But Hawaii Otakata made it easier and more practical. So even beginners who can't feel energy very well, if they follow the hand positions, they can still give Reiki treatments. So that could be one of the reasons why Reiki became so popular in Hawaii, because、mm. anybody could practice it easily.、Mm. And also, Hawaii Takata didn't share everything she learned in Japan. Seems、mm. like Usui Sensei had a lot of techniques back then, but some of the techniques, they are not just plain,、uh, laying hands on. So, a lot of moving hands techniques or some weird techniques that you don't want to really perform in this modern life. Like, some techniques could be too intimate in this modern life.、Mm -hmm. So, probably Hawaii Takata couldn't really share everything over there. So,、mm -hmm. not so many techniques are nowadays commonly used anymore.、Mm -hmm. And then, after Hawaii Takata, On the process that everybody spread around the world, everybody somehow developed their own way. So, intentionally、mm. or not intentionally, but things started changing. So, yes, some people, yeah, how they understand about Reiki could be a little different. So, if you learn Reiki outside of Japan, even though it's Usui Reiki, and they say, oh, it's from Japan, it's Usui Reiki. It could be quite different nowadays.、Mm. So, depending on the teacher, but like everybody has their own understandings about it. So, it could be quite different from traditional Reiki.、Mm. But it doesn't mean traditional Reiki is better than Western Reiki, because、mm. since Western Reiki became very practical, In some countries, it goes with the conventional Western medicine very well. So, for example, in the US, they do a lot of scientific researches about energy healings. Some universities, they, they have some articles about it. And also, some hospitals use Reiki volunteers to treat、mm. their patients. So, it's really good thing about Western Reiki going with. Western medicine in a hospital. But、mm. in Japan, you never find any hospitals using Reiki or energy healing. Never. So, unfortunately, you never、mm. find it.、Mm. And then traditional Reiki is considered as the Reiki passed down inside of the Usui Reiki Ryoho Gakkai, the healing society that Usui Sensei founded. Mm. The Usui Reiki Ryoho Gakkai still exists in Tokyo, but they are a secret society now. So they are not、mm -hmm. open to public for some reason.、Mm -hmm. They don't want to do it. So on, only few members and their family, their close friends, can receive the treatment and they can learn it. But they are basically secret society. So even Japanese Reiki practitioners like us, we don't、mm. have any access with them basically. So we don't even know where they are located. So even in Japan, nowadays, Reiki is influenced by Western Reiki a lot.、Mm. Okay. 
Okay, that's very interesting. And what maybe you can explain to the listeners uh, first of all uh, the meaning of Reiki and also what what it actually is. Okay, so Reiki. So in Japanese writing, it's two kanji characters. In first character, Rei, you, you can easily look it up if you Google the mm. characters. And first character is Rei, and Rei means spirit. In the mm. second character, Ki, it's energy. So in English, it's often translated like spiritual life force, energy, or something like that. In the Reiki, it's nowadays considered as a Japanese energy healing. In Reiki healers, they become, a, become Reiki channels to receive Reiki energy. And Reiki energy comes from the universe, and Reiki healers becomes a channel to receive it. And then wherever we place our hands on someone or something, Reiki energy started starts flowing from our hands. And the energy treats everything about ourselves. So physically, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, it harmonizes everything. And that can eventually help you to find out your inner power that you already have inside of yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful way to explain it. Because sometimes I think also if someone is visiting a, a healer or any type of practitioner working with healing... Uh, they also they also assume maybe that what the energy they're receiving is from the person itself, but it's actually universal energy that is channeled. So and it also helps the body to self heal, and and that we all, I mean there there is a there is a healing in in also uh, having the touch and the um like the the intention as well like intention uh, creates a certain frequency that that also shifts materia so it's uh, it's the intention of the receiver and the giver and uh, that that's actually with everything and also reiki what's beautiful and what you taught me uh, is that reiki can be practiced also not just healing people it could be animals it can be giving it to plants and uh, also i can use it for crystals and and earth and and the collect like there it's so so big in that way and reiki is is it, it's not just for let's say if you have a physical, mental, or spiritual like issue. It could be also for boosting, right? So there's so many yeah. other benefits to Reiki. And how do you see that it, the people that you have worked with is it people that you work with um, on a regular basis uh, that you can see benefits from, or 
is it one session like how how is when you're working with your clients how are you working with them uh, it's really depending on the situation and the person mm. because yes some healers say oh you should come back here maybe once a week to mm. receive the benefit but like for me, it's really up to them because mm. yeah, it's not me to help them. Reiki here basically don't do anything. We are just cha- channels. Mm. So we just in- share Reiki energy with the clients. So basically we don't do anything and it's still them to heal themselves. So... Um, how often they should come back it's it's really depending on them so for me mm-hmm. I just tell them that like whenever you feel like you want to come back to receive another session you can come back so you can listen to yourself so yeah it's not really rules or regulation or Mm. what you should do or what you shouldn't do Mm. no exactly i think uh, the first time with reiki can be very like for me it was like something really shifted i didn't feel the same after that uh, reiki session it was really a shift so it was really also guiding me to the practice uh, of reiki and and the practice like after the first uh, attunement doing a lot of self-healing was really important as well because sometimes we forget that even if we we work as uh, healers and and people that that are guiding others it's very important to work with yourself like uh like the master also did um so I think the self-practice and taking care of yourself and then everyone, I also see it that everyone has different experiences uh, when they receive Reiki. Some people, uh, they can feel relaxed and it feels nice, but maybe they don't have any uh, specific experience, but it's still working within the body and the mind. It works on all levels. And uh, but other people have like visions or sensations or they feel very different like I did after. So it's really um, it's really individual uh, and it depends on what we need. Some people can feel energized, some people can feel tired, um, but it's it's really a deep work. And also maybe we can mention that. Reiki is can be practiced in person, but also uh, distance healing. And how does that work? Because many people, that's how I work mostly with distance clients. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So to be able to do distance healing, you must take Reiki level to class and receive mm-hmm. the symbols and then third symbol is the distant healing symbol so with the symbol you are able to send reiki to 
anyone around the world. So the receiver doesn't have to be in front of you and you don't have to touch the person to hear. So if you、mm. become a re- level two practitioner, it's,、mm. yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, the, I, I, I feel like the distance healing is really, I think I can tap deep into. My own also psychic abilities,、mm. uh, even more, and feel like the things that the person is feeling and has been feeling,、uh, like very, very、uh, directly. So it's really,、uh, I mean, energy moves、uh, beyond time and space. So it's really. As beneficial as being there physically. And, and some people might also enjoy the. Because just to explain, Reiki is, is a healing modality where we have different placements on the head and the body, like the, it's a hands on healing. And it's very still and it's very、uh, peaceful in that way.、Um, I know that, as you said, it's been different. It, is it so that Reiki was also combined with some type of, type of massage healings in the beginning? Or did I read that wrong?、Um, you can use Reiki on your own practice. So, if you do, for example, yoga people, they often use Reiki. Well, massage、mm-hmm. people, they use Reiki in their massage. So,、mm-hmm. you can combine Reiki and something. Together,、mm. so it doesn't have to be only Reiki always. No, exactly, it's combining, and, and、um, I think it's also very intuitive. Yes, when it's when, when you start, you, you know, like what, like when it comes, and, and sometimes it, it、um, kind of um. Activates naturally because there's also maybe we can talk about that. There's a lot of rituals、um, that are connected with Reiki as well.、Uh, maybe you can talk about that as well. Rituals,、mm-hmm. yeah. So there's like the cleansings before, oh, the Reiki practices, yes, yeah, daily、exactly. practices. Oh, yeah, yeah, like there are a lot of. Techniques that you can really heal yourself, cleanse yourself, and develop your spirituality. Some practices、mm-hmm. you can learn in your Reiki classes.、Mm-hmm. Because you become a Reiki healer means probably you give Reiki to others more than、mm-hmm. rece- receiving. But if you really want to help others, The only person you can help is actually yourself. Because、mm. if you are not healed, you can't heal others. People、mm. feel your energy and that can help people. So、mm. they are、mm. healed not because of your techniques, because of your energy. So if you really want to help others, you need to really focus on yourself and practice. and Heal yourself. In some Reiki practices, daily practices, you can learn 
in your Reiki classes. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. And and also, the there's the five principles of Reiki. Yes, maybe we can talk about that. I think they're beautiful. Yes, yeah, it's yeah very important part of Reiki practice. Actually, it's called Reiki Gokai, and Gokai means five principles. And it is said just for today. Don't get angry. Don't worry. Be grateful. Work hard. Be kind to others. So five principles, and just for today, it's like you, you just focus on this moment and try to mm-hmm. think about what you can do for the day. And then if it's just for today, you feel like you can do it. And then you yeah. repeat it every day. And don't get angry. Don't worry. Be grateful. Work hard. Be kind to others. They sound very simple and easy, but it's not easy at all. Actually, it's very difficult sometimes for most mm. of us. So that's why you always go back there and remind yourself what you want to be, what you want to do for the day. Mm. And then Reiki is nowadays considered as a energy healing technique, treatments. But what Usui-sensei really wanted to teach from the principles, it's more about um, ultimate goal for most of us, because just for today, don't get angry, don't worry, be grateful, work hard, be kind to others. It means your energy can be really harmonized and balanced if you can be like this. So if you are so harmonized and happy, peaceful, balanced, what else do you need in your life? So this Mm. is almost everything we all need in our life. So that's why it's very difficult. And that's why we try to be like this as much as possible. So we work on ourselves to become like Mm. this as much as possible. So Reiki is a way of life, how Mm. much you can be happy, healthy, peaceful. So not Mm. just about technique, healing techniques. So it's about yourself. So not only the time you practice some techniques, entire lifestyle trying to be better and happier, it's all about Reiki. So yeah. Reiki Kokai, five principles. It's almost everything about Reiki. Mm. That's beautiful. And yeah, that's with most uh, practices like yoga as well. It's it's not just something that you do for an hour or so. It's like a whole way of living. And when you start with one part, it also starts translating into other sides of your life and other areas of your life and in the end it's a lot about being aware and conscious about how you think and feel and act and yeah how how is how are you empowering yourself and others so yeah that's really beautiful i love the principles 
And is there anything else that you want to share about Reiki that I haven't asked about? Uh, so basically, um, if any of you, the listeners here, if you are interested in Reiki, so receiving Reiki, uh, you can just find Reiki healers in your area. But if you are interested to interested in becoming a lake healer, then you need to take lake courses. Mm. Um, yeah, and in level one class, you're gonna receive lake attunements. And lake attunements open up your lake channel, and then you are able to receive lake energy, and you can use it for yourself or others or things around you. So you need to take Reiki courses. You can practice it by yourself, basically. And mm. I highly recommend that you learn it from a Reiki master in person, not online courses mm. or yeah, Skype or Zoom or whatever. No online course. It's basically allowed traditionally. Nowadays, a lot of people do that, but mm. traditionally, it's not allowed because Reiki is mm. not just about techniques. So exchanging the energy and sharing the energy with master and student and feeling something together, it's very mm. important part of it. So if it's possible, yeah, I strongly recommend to find a lake master that you can actually meet. Mm, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it was beautiful and powerful to uh, be there with you. In I, I had the opportunity. I'm very grateful that I went to Japan just uh, a short while after my first Reiki session and uh, reading about Reiki. So. I was really blessed and, and the attunements that you receive uh, from your Reiki master is really powerful. I, I don't know if you remember this, but you did, you did the healing on me. We did the whole class, the attunement. And I, I, I directly during that time, I started feeling like, uh, like electricity through my hands, like tingling feelings. Mm -hmm. And then it was very strong, actually, the whole trip I was in Japan and then also when I lifted my phone right after our session it was like 50% charged it it just <laughs> shut off <laughs> so it was like a powerful transmission then and there and uh, we developed I mean we've known each other for six years now so you have a if, if you have a Reiki master you develop a beautiful uh, relationship also together and and uh, yeah, I mean, you came here to Sweden. I've been again to you. So, yeah, I definitely also recommend. And that uh, there's certain practices that are taught in a certain way. So uh, it's important to keep that, those traditions. And there's always value in being uh, in, in that practice. Because when we all practice the same things in like people have done it for over a hundred years and it's gonna continue then it's 
very important to keep the practice because that empowers it like it empowers the 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 symbols the attunements like the more and more we we keep the the rituals and traditions that's with everything actually so it's beautiful and i will also definitely link all of your your website and and everything so that people can find you because you do offer also distance reiki healings right uh yeah sometimes yeah yeah. Mm. and they can read more about you and maybe if when the time comes and it will be more traveling again oh yeah they could find you in in tokyo of course Is there anything else you want to share before we close the call? No, it was just really amazing and nice to talk with you again mm. and then connect yeah. with your listeners. So I yes. hope everybody really enjoyed it. Definitely. And I'm sure we will do something like this together again and share more. And if anyone has questions they can contact you or me and we will guide them. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was really nice. Yeah. Sharing the energy with you and all the listeners. Yeah, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope this brought you some more clarity into what Reiki is and if you want to try a Reiki healing, uh, I offer distance healing or you can contact Yuko if you want to learn more. It's really a beautiful, uh, beautiful practice and it's really helped me on my journey to clear a a lot of layers and and energies that I needed to work with in my life. And I'm so grateful for everyone who's listened and also shared the episode on Instagram and Facebook and also left reviews on iTunes. I always do a personal oracle card reading for those that do that as a thank you. So if you do, please contact me and, and share so I can give you the reading. So let's end the call, end this episode with a deep breath in through the nose and exhale out through the mouth and namaste.